Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. What makes people think that these anal- analyzers have... Let's talk devils and islanders, let's talk penguins and rangers, but let's not talk about flyers, because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny, which no one can deny. Don't try it till you've had it. This is episode 99 of the Friends and Rivals podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tom Harkis, joining me each week on... Stephen Wojtowicz. Bill Fougere. Eh, Nick Larita. All right, buddy. Isles, Isles will kill me tonight, man. I don't know. I'm not, not, not in a good mood. He's oh, a little Do you down. want my trivia book? Do you want my trivia book to throw? Oh, no. I feel That's, like I feel that made like me that feel might, better last week. Made me, that made me feel a little better. <laughs> <laughs> Two additional Rangers going to the All Star game? I know this wasn't an agenda item. I just wanted to rub it in your fucking faces. It's a popularity contest. Who cares? If you oh, yeah, we did, all care so much. Listen, do you, you honestly think... All-stars. Oh, gee. Do you honestly think that the NHL took somebody and said, okay, count all of the votes for this guy. Count all the votes for that guy. Yeah, yeah uh, no, they, they it's 2023. Computer. They had a guy locked in a room counting no. votes. Come on, we could have had Brian at least believe that. <laughs> You got to tell I mean, me beforehand if you're trying to pull somebody's leg. That's not your witness. Uh, it's it's a little leg. So I mean, it was a, it was a little it was a little joke. Yeah. Uh, whack whack. <laughs> well, did did Pete like his shirt? We didn't. We we need an update. Oh hell yeah, he liked the shirt. He, although when he unfolded it, he thought it he thought at first it was a half shirt because it didn't unfold what? all the way the length. A so half he, shirt. So it was shirt? a moment of awkwardness when he thought I was giving him a half shirt. But wouldn't that? But yeah, shouldn't, no, he, and shouldn't we now? Shouldn't we only do half shirts for? We people? should only do. We should only do half shirts. Oh my goodness gracious! Just I, I honestly nice think. Underboob? I actually oh, yeah. think we should we should only give the shirts to people who would look good in half shirts. Oh, that should should it be the opposite for our show. For our viewership, do, do, we know, do we know anybody? <laughs> no. Uh, no. <laughs> Does any point? Okay. Besides our wives, is there? Do we have any listeners that would warrant that shirt? There mm. was that one bartender that that I ran into. All <laughs> uh, right, she was from Niagara Falls, right? <laughs> right, right. Right. There you go. All right. I saw this one thing on on the Twitter uh, this week that made me that gave me a little bit of a puzzle puzzle look on my face. It came from Money Puck. Money puck. Um, uh, on the Twitter, and they from time to time they 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 sent out some some tweets with some information on it. It's all good, it's good for for banter every now and again. But this is your um, make your playoff percentages, um, and right now the New York Rangers are fifty seven points with forty six games played, and I'm giving you these two teams specifically because this is what puzzled me. And we got the Washington Capitals currently sitting in the first wild card spot, 49 games played, 56 points. Uh, and they have right now a better percentage at making the playoffs than the New York Rangers. The Rangers are at 60.6%, and the Capitals are at 78% to make the playoffs. Is is strength of schedule? I mean, I'm sure. I don't. Yeah, team. I don't know if so. From all I know about Money Puck, it uses statistics to come up with these calculations. I don't know if they then use future strength of schedule and factor that in. I do know the Rangers have one of like the top five hardest schedules remaining on the year. 
So that's got a factor. It, it's got a factor in there. I, it, I, I, I guess, but my, oh my. Not to the tune of 17 or 19%, whatever it is. Right. And oh man, Nick, the, the Islanders are how many points out of a play? There are three points out of a playoff spot, but they give you 17.2% chance at making the playoffs. The Islanders. It's actually, it's actually lower today. It's a 16.4 today. But yeah, it's, it? It, yeah, it's also trending down. Like the team has been for sure going down. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure that the, the algorithm they use looks at, you know, number of games played and how many, you know, recently been doing and things like that. And I mean, we've been going definitely not in the, the right direction here. Um, but uh, of, of our teams, we're easily the least likely to make the playoffs based on these predictions at the moment. But I, I can't disagree with them, to be honest. So. No, but what's odd is that the, the Florida Panthers, who are tied with you in generally every category there is, have a 50% chance of making the playoffs. So, not, I, I, again, it's, it's puzzling to me. Not if it's this thing. team that's playing the Rangers tonight. They, they don't have a 50% chance. Right. Uh, it, I mean, the Penguins have a 50% chance of making the playoffs. You know Sorry. why this is bullshit? You know why this whole list is bullshit? Please. Nine teams in the Eastern Conference have a better than a 50-50 chance of making the playoffs. Uh, there's only eight spots. I'm fucking sorry. You get, the odds can't be in, in the favor of nine teams to go. See that? And that's why he's the math. That's math. Check the math. That's math. math. That's math. <laughs> Checkmate, nerds. <laughs> yeah, realistically, realistically, five teams are going to make it from the Metro and three teams will make it from Atlantic. That's most likely what's going to happen. And I, you're just looking at the, the, the numbers and the teams. I mean, look, Detroit, Ottawa, Montreal, Columbus, Philadelphia, they're all out. They're not making the team. They're not making the price. Right. I mean, nope. it's, it's possible somebody could push, but they're, I mean, 54 points is the cutoff right now with the Penguins. And then there was those, of those teams I just mentioned, the highest point total is 47. And that's Philadelphia with 48 games played, 46 Fuck games. The Flyers. Oh, it's Fuck the, the Flyers. Flyers. It's not going to happen. So you just eliminate those teams, zero fucking percent. Like you can do all the calculations you want. Those teams aren't going to do shit. That leaves the Islanders, the Sabres, and Florida. And those teams all suck. I think Buffalo makes it. I think I said this last week. Buffalo probably is the team makes it in if they were to sneak in. Um, and why? I think I said Washington going down. I don't know. I can't remember now. It was yeah, last week. So, yeah. Shoot me. But the point is, I don't see. Knowing you don't listen see. back to the podcast during the week, <laughs> I don't we understand that shit. you don't remember. I might, I might say opposite things I normally, you know, I said from one week to the next week because I don't listen to what I said before. Whatever. Nick, Nick's well, like I'm an actor. Sure. Nick's like an actor. I can't watch myself on screen. I just can't. <laughs> That's accurate. That's accurate. <laughs> they they also only star in one movie because they don't get better. No, I don't. So I again, I looked at it today after you sent the the message. Devils ninety eight point four percent. They're probably seventy percent sure they're going to make the playoffs at this point. But I don't. Yeah. You can't give anybody a hundred percent. Well, no, Boston can get 100%. They're going to. No, but they have 100%. They can't, you can't give them 100%. Yet. Unless but something catastrophic could happen. No. And I don't think you calculate. You, there's no algorithm that factors in plane crashes. All right. So we, we had the big discussion about Edmonton Calgary last week, right? Edmonton Oilers, 95% make the playoffs. It's a bit high. And Edmonton, but high. Edmonton is right below them. 
Uh, Calgary is right. Yeah, Calgary's yeah that's what I mean. Calgary is right below them. Yeah, ninety point five percent chance at making the playoffs. And Look at Colorado's Colorado has, chances to win the cup. Oh, oh you, well, we're we're gonna get into that. So, so of the um, they they do give a percentage of who will win the cup. There is a team in the East and a team in the West that have the highest, obviously, percentile to make it to the to win the cup. Actually, who are they? Who do you think? Who do you think they get? Or did I tweet that? Did I text that to you already? Uh, I'm well, going to bet the it's the list. Carolina Hurricanes for the East. <laughs> that is, am I right, Bob? That is that is correct. And I'm just going to throw a dart at a board here. And... Oh, it looks like a dartboard. I'm going to say the Winnipeg Jets. It is the Winnipeg. If there, if it was Calgary, Winnipeg in the finals. Nailed oh, it. Oh, my God. That would be the worst thing that could possibly happen to the NHL for revenue. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. The Canadian dollar isn't worth jack shit. And there's only a handful of Knicks neighbors that are going to watch the fucking Hurricanes. I mean, we'll watch it, of course. But holy shit, that would be... That would be depressing. That would be awful. There would be, be no great excitement. To see, great to see Kyle Connor uh, raise that. Oh, uh, he's a fucking <laughs> overrated scumbag. Con oh, Smythe winner, Connor. <laughs> Could you imagine that overrated fucking player oh, winning the Con Smythe? Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. wow. Imagine him winning it before uh, Connor McDavid. Better Connor. So there's also a scenario that puts uh, Boston against Edmonton which I think wouldn't be that terrible of a final. I've seen it already, like 1989 or some shit. It was 1989. Um, and then after that, you got the Devils and Calgary? Calgary? Wow. Boy, that would really suck. I would take that. Well, I would take Toronto? That you skipped it. over Toronto. Uh, no, Toronto's in the East, Bill. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, you, but you put the Devils, Devils before high, Toronto. That's what I'm saying. Devils have a higher percentage. That's wild. Yeah, I'm it's, looking at it's, a different. I, I this one was from a couple of days ago. Like Nick said, I'm sure it's updated. Yeah. Now, it's updated. now it's set, Toronto seven point seven, Devils four point two. Yeah. To win the cup, but yeah, when, when I had it three days ago, it was the Devils at nine point two percent. And all the Devils do, all, all the, the Devils did since then was now. beat the Penguins. <laughs> right. When you beat the but Penguins, that's it. Wasn't impressive enough. <laughs> Steve, the 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 Seattle Kraken have a higher percentage right now to win the cup. I will tell you than, what, after playing the after playing them, they they should. They were a better team. They beat us, so pretty incredible that that team has turned it around so quickly within a year to be a, a potential potential top team in the in their 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 division. I mean, they're only a point away from uh, Seattle with two games in hand. They they could just. From uh, from Vegas, I mean, yeah, they could just waltz waltz right in and take the top spot and potentially even push uh, Dallas and Winnipeg, who are uh, only a few points ahead of them. So, so there are, there are two teams that are not on this list, which means that they have less than a 0.1 percent chance at making the playoffs. That is the Arizona Coyotes and Chicago. Oh, there's three teams: Blackhawks and the Ducks. Less than a 0.1% chance of making play. And I got, and as of today, it was four teams. Who's off of there? Uh, San Jose? So Arizona, Chicago, and oh Anaheim. God. 
and Columbus. Yeah, they have. Oh, I'm sorry. You, Johnny Hockey. You are right. <laughs> is not online either. I'm sorry about that. That's great. Yeah. You wanted to be somewhere you could win. Good job, Dick. Yeah, it was. It was about the winning. That's that's what he wanted in Columbus. Should have been way closer to your family and on a winning team. Stupid. Zero percent for Columbus, Anaheim, Chicago, Arizona. 0.1 for Montreal, 0.2 for San Jose, 0.3 for Vancouver. Those teams, yeah, just very limited. They're as out of it as those teams in the East you mentioned. Yeah. Would anybody want Rick Tockett as their coach? I couldn't stand listening no. to him on TNT. <laughs> Absolutely what, not. What makes people think that these anal- analyzers have – Analyzers, analysts, analysts, analyzers, analyzers. Analyzers. An- analyzers. Why yes. did why they? Th- I I don't I don't get it. Because they talk a good game on a on a on a TV. I don't, I don't know. It's kind of tough. There's some good. There's some good people that you, you you listen to and you know different broadcasts and you're like that guy's or that girl that they should be they should get more time. But then you got people on there and you're like, why the hell is this? Is this the name? Like, what are they giving this guy? I would rather have, like, if you're going to go with somebody in TV, I would rather have, like, a Mike Rupp or a Kevin Weeks over Rick Tockett. Kevin's great, man. I'm sure he'd be great in the the booth, too. I'd love to listen to Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure that Kevin Weeks would make a good head coach. I think he would make a good general manager. Uh, Now, that's that's a different story. I, I tend to agree with you on that one for sure. It's like Tony Romo. Tony Romo is really good in the booth. Really good, way better than he ever was at quarterback. But he wouldn't make. You don't think he would be good on the on the field? No, you need a certain you need a certain mentality. You need be a a, you need to know when to be a complete asshole, uh, and then and then also when to just. I mean, really. Well, you know who Cowboys quarterback, so he was a complete asshole. You know who make the best coaches? Different type of asshole, but you know, I'm just saying the fourth liners. Yeah, they tend to. Yeah, they tend right. To, yeah, they know because they're very direct, man. They're gonna. Yeah. They know what to do. They know to how to yell at you and get. Like you're not gonna get. Uh, a, 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 you don't see too many of those like like Gretzky. Gretzky is not. Right. Was not a good no. coach. No, he you was know? not. Who, who's well, a, in his wait? To be fair. To be fair. He coached the Arizona fucking yeah. Coyotes. Sure. The Arizona fucking Coyotes. Yes, they weren't even the Coyotes then. They were the fucking Coyotes. A, I, think they were just, I think that technically is their name now. I think they were the Phoenix Coyotes then. Yeah. Whatever. But, whatever the you, fuck they were. In in his defense, that's who he coached. Yeah. So it's, it's a certain mentality. Best, to so, be so best player coach. Larry well, Robinson? Ryan Trottier. He was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> in the history Trust. of the NHL. Trust should have been so that's actually the opposite, the opposite oh of what the question God. is. Good job. Um, Rod Brindamore? Rod Brindamore, maybe? Yeah. You think Rod Larry Robinson was better than Larry Robinson? Larry Robinson. As a player? Was was Bowman? Bowman played, right? Oof, don't remember. No, I don't yeah, Before uh, my time. Ancient? They had, two, they had two skates. Yeah, Jacques Lemaire played. Yeah, come Lemaire. on. Back in the heyday with Montreal. Probably Mike Sullivan. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, Sullivan. I don't good, think he was a job, very good Bill. hockey player. Good but job, really Bill. on the strength of the coaching, though. Good job, Bill. <laughs> yeah. If we're combining them, I, I don't know. John Tortorella. 
No. <laughs> Did he even play? He didn't play. Pierre McGuire. Probably. Ugh. Did McGuire play? Like I don't. He is not like a hockey player. Was he a goalie? I don't. He, no way. He was a hockey player. No, he didn't play hockey, right? Goalie. I don't know. I think he was so like, like a statistician guy. Right. He was the. <laughs> he, was he, the was team a, he was the manager. He was the team manager somewhere. <laughs> he was the 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 border boy. <laughs> he drove the cheerleaders to the game. Yeah. Actually, that's not a bad job. Good gig. Yeah. Pierre Gerard Gallant. Gallant was good. He was okay, but I don't think he was great. He wasn't Larry Robinson or he wasn't not even guys. a great coach. So he wasn't yeah. Brindamore. Uh, well, you know, right. I mean, Steve pulled out the trump card like right at the beginning. I don't know what the hell we're all else supposed to do. Wow. <laughs> oh! Shesterkin just missed an empty net. Good, Listen, Florida pulled the goalie with seven minutes left in the game. I down three. Seven. What the fuck is that? What are they doing? They, you know, their goalie is so bad. They're they playing better do, now. They can't do any worse. Oh my god, he missed that by, by less than a foot. He missed it by less than a foot. Now everybody. Tom said he's going to be the career leading in goal scored. Hey, yes, career, right? he said it five, all starts yeah. with one, right? Yeah. No. Or hopefully one. That's yeah, an icing. Uh, I just saw this. And I, I thought it was funny. Okay, great. Your, your, your opinions on it. And uh, move it on. And you have. And you've given me your opinions, which was great. All right. Let's take a ride on the Metro. Sponsored. By rich, creamy, wholesome Nestle Quick. Hello, boys and girls. Do you hate the taste of regular milk and need energy? Try Nestle Quick. One sip and you can feel the energy in your muscles. Nestle Quick, now available in chocolate and strawberry. They say the real men drink pink. Then I'm a real man for sure But if you like the brown I still love you for who you are Because it's time for acceptance Of everyone, all preference We're all quick on the inside Anyway Nestle Quick, it does the trick. All right, and we are going to start with the New York Rangers. Oh, what a cop out. Sad. What? What's the matter? How sad that you're starting. Ah, listen, we played one game last oh, week. And you couldn't even win Bruins. it. And listen, if you're going to play one game in six days, come out and play your fucking ass off play like you haven't played in a couple of days your energy level should be up this is a this is your measuring stick this is the fucking boston bruins the best team in the nhl how do we stand against them well you barely showed up for the game you only lost 3-1 because they fucking played the islanders the night before and it was just one of the worst showings that I've seen of this team maybe all year. It it seemed maybe Boston's just that good, and it just looked like the Rangers didn't even show up. But it looked like the Rangers didn't even fucking show up to this game, and it was very 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 tough pill to swallow. I got to tell you, uh, it left a bad taste in my mouth all weekend. Thankfully, um, they're they're putting a hurting on Florida tonight, five uh, two in a game where Jesus, the Florida Panthers are just terrible they are just terrible this goaltender that they have because uh 
Bobrovsky is hurt and Spencer Knight is down in the AHL playing a game to get his get back into form. I mean, a hurt coming off a, a you know coming off an injured Spencer Knight can't be worse than this fucking guy in net. Um, this poor guy is, was was really really bad, in my opinion. But the Rangers are up uh, what five two with about three minutes left to go in the third period, and uh, and look, you got two more games after tonight um, against at Toronto on Wednesday night and home against Vegas on Friday night. And then you don't play again until after the all-star break on February, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Fifth or sixth. Yeah. Something like that. No, it's the, yeah, you're right. It's the sixth. So you got a full week. Except for the 47 guys you're sending to the all-star game. I mean, except for that. It's only three. Um, and, and look, you, you play, you got to play these next two games hard. Like you're like you play tonight, but the, the line juggling again, that's happening with the Rangers. It's, um, I don't know what to make of all of this. It's good that I, they have the kid line back together. It's great. Um, Gallant went on record in the, I think it was yesterday in his press conference and said that, uh, the kids aren't as passive when they're playing with each other. Um, like they are when they play with a Kreider, Zibanejad, or a Panarin. They always defer to them. I said that, what, five weeks ago? But I don't know. He's, he's just got to make up his mind. I, and I, I said since the beginning of the year that this Trocek-Panarin thing is not happening. And they, to his credit, he's trying to get these guys going, to his credit. But it works for a couple of games, and then it goes back to Old Faithful. I, I don't know. What were we going to say, Steve? Or did I bless? I was going to, no, I think that's kind of league wide. I think it's more common now to see constant line juggling going on. You know, maybe yep. they keep two guys together, but they're always cycling like a third guy on a line. Yeah. I mean, some, a lot that has to do with injury, I'm sure. Well, no, I think uh, even, you know, even with the Devils, you know, you might keep uh, Heesher and Brad together, but then you cycle. You know, maybe Palat's on that line for a couple of shifts. Maybe Sharon Govich is on that line for a couple of shifts. I think it's common. It's very common. I've been doing the same thing for the last 10, 15 games, just rotating people around. Some guys stick together, but it's even defensive pairs. It just gets – when you're losing, you got to try and find ways to, to mix up sometimes. Or, you, you know or you're, you're playing a hot hand, and then you're throwing somebody else in there to try and get them going. Yeah, no, listen, I, I hear you. And, and they're trying to get, you know, Panarin going as, as much as they can. He's been an assist machine, uh, but he just has, he's having a hard time scoring goals this year. And he even missed an open net tonight. That was pretty, pretty easy. So does just Sturkin. Well, yeah, but he's a goaltender. That's, that's different. Still. Um, shit, I forgot what I was going to say. Good. Ah, God damn it. Um, but, Mind you know, juggling. you know, no, you know what else has creeped into my brain recently? What? It's that they're not playing hard on purpose. And they're waiting and they're Wait, saving what? it for the playoffs. Somebody because said the this? run that they made last year, they got so tired because they couldn't put teams away that they got so tired by the conference final that they had nothing left. And they're saving some energy for the playoffs. That's what I got to keep telling myself. I got to okay, keep okay. telling myself that wow. that's how they're doing. <laughs> that's, wow. that's, I lie to myself about a lot of things myself. 
<laughs> no, nah, listen, that that's good humor. But they 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 got to do something. And and look, we're coming up on the on the trade deadline. We're about what almost a month away from the from the trade deadline. Yes, I am. Month and and a week, uh, probably. we're gonna have about seven million dollars to play with, which is a lot more than than other contending teams. And uh, maybe you just don't go for Kane. Maybe uh, you bolster your your third and fourth lines, and and maybe even get a second line guy to uh, to bolster the right side with Panarin. Maybe a younger, cheap guy like you did with you know, cop and Vetrano, maybe, uh, maybe we can get lightning to strike twice in, in two years, maybe, but, um, look, you got, you got two more games. Like I mentioned at Toronto Wednesday, home against Vegas on Friday. There's, there's points out there. Go get them. You need them. Nick Icelanders. Well, unlike Tom, I, I am under no delusions of grandeur. <laughs> my, my team is uh, dog shit right now. Uh, not really much uh, pleasant to say, uh, we are juggling our, our, our lines quite a bit. Uh, Lynn Lambert's trying his best to uh, see what he can uh, turn out of this um, squad of uh, underachieving players. Uh, just not really getting what he needs out of it. Um, this, this is a pretty packed week again of games. Start with a pretty good start against uh, Capitals. They were up 3 nothing, uh early in the second period. And not the typical goal scorers, Vashnaho on defense, Matt Martin, you know, fourth liner, Hudson Fashing, his third goal of the year, kind of a good surprise. He's been playing up with Lee and and um, and Nelson in a in a kind of like a bigger you know setup a lot or a line of bigger guys, I guess. And he's kind of more of the grinder for them. But nevertheless, they're up three nothing. You figure, hey, at home, three three goals, they should be they should be cruising to a victory here. And Fucking unbelievably, they just collapsed. Two two goals in the same period brings it back to earth, and they let up a third goal, or you know, early in the third period, and then proceed to lose with 30 seconds left in overtime, and just completely killed all momentum. This whole you know second half of the homestand was going to create here, and uh, it just is kind of crept into the rest of the week. They had this game, and then a couple of days later, we played against Bruins. Uh, this is a game I thought that we probably would do well against them. And to be honest, they played pretty well against uh, the Bruins for, for about half the game. And then uh, Bill started to fall off a little bit. It was, it was a one nothing game early in the first. Uh, the scoreless for most of the first quick goal or goal by Zach Parise, nice goal. Uh, and then not till the second period, there was two goals within four minutes by the Bruins each and uh, turned that game from a one nothing game into a 2-1 game. But it was it was interesting because you know uh, watching the game the you know, the sportscasters are just you know constantly filleting the the Bruins how good they are and then they were losing for quite a little bit of the game it was great to see but then eventually just like uh, the Rangers succumbed to a better team Bruins just slowly took over the game in the third period scored a couple more goals and um, just outgrinded the, the the Isles but honestly they shouldn't have they were playing them well it's just one of those things where there's a more talented team, man. They get those opportunities, they score, and it just it's hard to keep up if you don't have the ability to to get you know shots in the net. They kicked the shit out of us on the on the faceoff. Sparzal is not a center. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on the campaign and he's a wing. They gotta move him over. They need to get a center that can actually take faceoffs because they're putting a PJ a PJ J, a JG Pajo on the power play just to take faceoffs. That's like I mean he's a good player, but he's playing the faceoffs he's out there he's almost 60 percent guy and that, that that that's not a good thing you need to get him 
JG's got to be on a line, not because he's good at faceoffs. He's also, I mean, he's good. Yes, he's offensively, he's fine, but that's not his, his game. He's a third liner. And uh, I mean, third line center, yes, you can push him up into the, the top six, you know, for a power play, or you can argue top eight forwards if you're doing one defenseman on each, each line. However, I, I would contend that that's not a good look. You need a hit. Barzal's got to be able to win faceoffs. He's not winning faceoffs. He's a winger, man. Get him to the wing. Less responsibilities. In next year, we have to figure this one out because it, obviously they're not going to do it right now. But anyway, outside of the Bruins game, uh, they went. Uh, was this away? Let me think here. Yeah, they were away back to back with Buffalo. They drove to Buffalo after the home game loss to the Bruins. Lost in overtime, three two. Twelve seconds in overtime. Literally no overtime. Face off. Win. Set the puck. Score. Game over. And then just to round out the whole fucking thing, uh, a couple nights later, we ended up losing 5-2 to the Carolina Hurricanes at home in a game that two goals quick, you know, in the first period they let up. It was 2 nothing with four minutes to, in, the, in the first period. And then the, they amazingly came back on two really, really nice goals from Simon Holmstrom and Brock Nelson, both really great individual efforts. And um, it looked like they might come back in this game. They're at home. They're, you know, getting the crowd back in it. Uh, and then late in the second period, Sebastian Ajo scores a real nice goal on uh, a nice deflection. And then in the third period, he got another uh, – he got a kind of a stole puck out of midair, kind of knocked it out of the air and, you know, got a quick shot on Sorokin, put him to 4-2 lead, two-goal lead, and basically got the empty netter. That motherfucker got a, a hat trick in the, in the second and third periods and knocked us out. And that, to me, is kind of the end of the season, in my opinion. This week has been just four losses, two points out of a total of eight, and they just keep rolling over and dying. And, again, I'll talk about it next week because I don't want to talk about tonight's game. It's pretty shitty. Um, but an extension of, of this week. And I don't, I don't see them doing anything but basically figuring out a way to uh, start selling pieces and, and firing Lambert. I don't see this happening. Because I think Lou's going to actually, with the way this is going, the way they're playing, Lou's going to have to make a move. If he doesn't make a move, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I'd be, it'd be really shocking to me if, if they, he doesn't make a move again at the deadline to sell anybody and to not make a move like a coach, you know, position. Eventually, they're, you know, they're going to have to make a different a change at GM. Like, it's nice to see him, like, keep doing the pruning and when the team's winning, but when the team's not doing anything and they're just losing and – you know, after last year's you know, debacle of everything that happened, this year is kind of like, hey, we expected you know the team to, to bounce back. Well, you fire a Hall of Fame coach, beginning of the year, replace him with the guy you want to put in there, and then he's shitting the bed. This is a lot on the GM, and especially since he hasn't made any moves really to make the team better, especially offensively. So now it's really looking like Lou, you got to shit or get the pot. And if he doesn't, he doesn't do what he's got to do here. I don't see how he's going to be the GM going to next year this has just been a really a culmination of the last few weeks but man this week really sucked so that's all i gotta say about the aisles how close well, is paul wait how close is paul mary from coming back he he came back, back. Uh, pelican paul mary came back tonight um they both um <laughs> paul mary paul mary looked pretty good uh that wasn't too bad uh pelic uh looked okay initially uh and you know but Dude, they had um, at least I think five breakaway chances for Toronto tonight. I mean, it's not it's not even yeah. something that that's a, such a bad statistic. I can't even describe to you how bad that is. 
Okay. That's the entire team. So they're both back. Walsham's the, the main guy out for, you know, with the head, with a head injury. Um, but Hey, you know, uh, we also got a, I didn't mention this, but you know, Ilias Rookin also, uh, an all-star voted in, um, not, not the best look to do it now after everything, but you know, this is a, a vote in. So yippee. All right. So if Lou was to make a move, I mean, here, you're, you're UFAs, you got Varlamov who's a UFA. I could yep. definitely see him going to, to somebody for sure. He's probably the guy. He's probably the only guy. Maybe Parisi, you're going to get something for him because he showed a little bit of offense this year and he's a good depth yeah. guy. But yeah. you're not giving up on Scott Mayfield. You're not, you're not trading him. Uh, they, they could, but, you know, who knows? I mean, Scott's fine. He's a good defenseman. He's played above his contract for quite some time. He's been one of our better defenders. Um, so I don't see him moving, really. It doesn't really make a lot of sense unless they got enough for him. Like, you know, a young defenseman to replace him that was top contract friendly, then sure. But unlikely right um, right and then you got a couple of forwards that are are two years to ufa in josh bailey anthony bavillier and matt martin bavillier could be traded martin could be traded uh, bailey's not going to get taken the biggest problem is last year at the end of the at the, the the um before the deadline there was rumors that clutterbuck could have been traded and they could have got probably something good for him instead you know we've gotten clutterbuck for periods of time where he's not injured which is always very little. He's again, he's out. Getting he's in for a few shifts. He looked like he was back, and then hit hand his hand. Something's going on with his hand or wrist or something, and he's he's out of the game again. And now he's 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 basically just can't stay in the hel- in the in the lineup and healthy. And that's not going to help you when your your fourth line that's supposed to be this big physical line is not healthy. You know, it it's like what are you going to do? Then now you you lose that edge you had. Um, you know, the identity line's been been dog shit. So I don't know, man. I gotta blow up some of those pieces though. But they, there's a big log jam of forwards and, and they're not scoring goals. So in my yeah. opinion, you gotta move you gotta move a couple of those forwards if you can. But uh Varley's always been a guy, I think he's a UFA this year. They, they should yeah. trade him. There's there's no reason to keep him at this point. No, especially if you're not gonna make the playoffs for sure. And and some of those guys that we talked about, there would definitely be teams out there looking for those depth guys for sure. Bill, do you want to talk about the Penguins tonight? I mean, do I want to talk oh, about Oh, wait. Oh, oh, no. I'm Jesus sorry. I, I, I misorder. Wow. Misorder guy. Oh, holy shit. Let's go to New Jersey Devils. Uh, I do plan on talking about them. I don't all know. Right, all right. All right. I, I figured we'll, we'll get to you in a second. Reason. All right, pal. You just sit tight. We'll get to you. That was my bad. I'm sorry. After I talk about the New Jersey Devils. Two games on the week. Uh, Last Thursday against the Kraken to wrap up the five-game road trip, uh, an overtime loss. They they look like a team that was playing the fifth game of a five-game road trip. They were getting knocked off pucks very easily. They looked tired and slow. Uh, it did it did signal Nate Bastian's return to Seattle. Of course, he was taken in the expansion draft and then waived, so New Jersey could reclaim him. Uh, so it was his first game back from injury. He didn't look great, but first game back, him, McLeod, and Wood, give him some time. Hopefully they can find that chemistry that they had before he got injured. I did notice that three of the four goals scored by the Kraken were on Blackwood's glove side. So I'm wondering if maybe the word is out that that's where to shoot shoot on him that he's just got a slow glove and and you're going to score. Granted, two of them were very well-placed 
shots, but they were still aiming for that glove side. They followed that up on Sunday with an overtime victory over the Penguins of Pittsburgh. Uh, Hughes scored early. Crosby uh, tied it up. Uh, Hughes's goal extended his five-game point streak. He's got four goals and five assists over that period. They looked terrible in the second. Just awful. Uh, they only managed two shots on net. And it was hypothesized that it could be that first game back after a long road trip. Maybe they were a little sluggish afternoon game as well. They did seem to find it in the third period. They put on a little bit more pressure after Vanacek, you know, kept a minute in the, in the second, he played really well in the third as well. They got it to overtime in obvious too many men on the, on the ice penalty uh, led to a power play and Hamilton just blasted home a one timer to win the game. Vanacek's on a seven-game win streak. He sure extended his point streak to six games, three goals, and four assists over that span. They're five and one in overtime this season, which is impressive because they're typically not a great overtime team. They're certainly not a good shootout team. And Hughes's goal was uh, his 30th on the season. He's it's his first 30-goal season. But the remarkable stat of the week was Mike McLeod against the Penguins was 13 for 13 in the faceoff circle, including going 10 for 10 against Crosby, which I think has got to be the first time he ever went, you know, winless in the faceoff dot against somebody because he's always been known to be a, a great faceoff person. Three games this week, Tuesday against Vegas, Thursday at Nashville, Friday at Dallas, and then they go into the All-Star break. Okay, something made this motherfucker laugh. What do you got there, Big Nose? Your uh, your your buddy over in Columbus had a penalty shot in Calgary, and, and missed. and missed. Good, fuck him, that little fucking troll. Bill Pittsburgh, go. Oh, okay. Uh, well, the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, it's hard to understand how I could be going clean up this week, but boy, you, you're, all your teams suck. Two games. You don't <laughs> play two games. You played one game, Bill. What do you want? <laughs> Can't, you can't beat the freaking Bruins? Come on. Um, <laughs> now, the oh. Penguins, you know, needed points this week, and, and they got them. So, uh, you know, they 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 had Anaheim in, uh, last week, obviously, uh, uh, which they prevailed in that one, 4-3 in overtime. That was the that was the Trevor Zegras blunder um, that actually led the Penguins to win a game in overtime for, for the second time this season. Um, but then when they went to Ottawa later in the week, it was uh, the same overtime story. Uh, they lost quickly in overtime to the Senators um, because they, they just can't play in overtime at all. Um, but the uh, the game in Ottawa was uh, had featured Casey DeSmith in net again. Um, he did a just an awful job filling in for Tristan Jari while Jari was out uh, injured. Um, and the, and in that Ottawa game, you know he he faced a lot of shots to be sure. Like he, he faced 40 shots and I'm not going to pin the, the penguins effort was pretty bad, pretty brutal. Um, uh, but still the Smith uh, really did not make enough saves. Obviously didn't, uh, didn't make enough saves. Didn't make, didn't, you know, just isn't handling rebounds. Well, is, is not directing the puck. Well, when, when the puck is on net and, and so um you know, uh, they, they lose that game to, to Ottawa. 
Um, and basically they turn around two nights play, later, play Ottawa again on home ice and Tristan Jari was back and the Ottawa Senators had 45 shots on goal and the Penguins won four to one. So the Penguins got the same four goals in both games. What was the difference? You know, Ottawa was, was racing around them and getting all sorts of shots. And the difference was the goaltending. So, I mean, Jari does make that much of a difference. Um, so they, they won that one and that led them to uh, a couple of days later, uh, heading into New Jersey. Um, definitely would rather play the devils in their house than in your own house this season. Um, seems like they're a much tougher team when, when they're away from their own building, um, you know, and I could go off on the penguins for the ridiculous overtime penalty that they took Do it. Uh, to, to lead to, uh, to the devil's winning in, in overtime Do it. yet another overtime loss yet another uh, time that they were tied through regulation. Didn't come away with a second point. They're losing shit tons of points by, by not getting practically any of them uh, this season. And that's very frustrating. However, you know, going into Jersey playing one of those, one of the teams that this season is one of the upper echelon teams and they really dictated the pace of that game. The the Devils, I've seen them do it. I've seen them run circles around the Penguins. The Penguins can't keep up with them. So they they managed to slow the game down. They managed to make it a grind for them. Um, and, you know, matched to 1-1 through regulation. Had chances. Um, uh, Vanacek played a, played a real good game in net. I mean, the, the Penguins had chances to, to maybe go ahead in that one, maybe pull out the two points. But... Um, at any rate, they they were solid against them. Um, they had been, though. I mean, they still are on a losing streak against top ten teams in the league. That's seven in a row that they've lost to top ten teams in the league. But uh, they they got Jersey into um, into overtime, and and obviously they were going to lose in overtime. But you know, it was one of those games where, like, you know, I'll take the point. Jari played well again. Uh, Petri's back, uh, and things are they're getting their feet under them defensively. Um, And, you know, one of the things the Penguins have going for them uh, in trying to make the playoffs seems to be the quality of the opponents right now that are, that are chasing them. Um, You know, the, the Isles we've, we heard from, from Nick, what they're going through. Uh, We just saw what the Panthers did against the Rangers tonight. And tomorrow night, the the Penguins get those same Panthers. And I I hope those Panthers look as lost as they did tonight. Um, So uh, that, the Penguins need to keep picking up points uh, and and you know beating the teams that are that are below them and, and trying to trying to come away with some of the points of the teams that are ahead of them. Um, they've got Washington later this week, and then before they go into their long break, they're gonna they're gonna get what should be a layup. I, I mean, I'm never that confident, but San Jose does kind of suck, uh, and they're gonna get them on Saturday. Um, and and boy, you know, if if you're going into a long break. It, it, it would just kind of suck to, to go into a long break after losing to San Jose. So I, I sure hope they take care of them. Um, yeah, and that's what's going on in Pittsburgh. And now it's time for Trivia with Bill. Yuck. Now this is the wrong bell. All right, let's see if we get this one uh, on the first try maybe because we okay. we're going for that tight 45. Wayne Gretzky. Uh, you should wait for the icing. question. Icing. Well, it's question 99. I just figured it was yeah. Gretzky. 
No. Well, that, oh, that's that's cute. Though. Oh, that was mind. that was that's very good. Context Tom. clues. Yeah. Very I mean, well, how is how is the question uh, the answer not Gretzky for 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 this fucking question? Just bad. That's just bad editing of a book. of a book, right? Because, I haven't even got to the shitty fucking book. Jesus Christ, Bill, where'd you get this book? How do you know? But how do you, how do you know shit. that the question isn't about Wayne Gretzky, but the answer is not Wayne Gretzky? You gotta you gotta like slow down and let me. Stupid no, Bill. Wait, let's let's let him, let's let him answer the question. I can't even get the question today. Okay. Ask the Fine. question. What's the question? Ask, ask the question. Ask the question. If you let me answer the ask the question. Answer my question. The question, jerk. You want me to answer it or ask it? Jesus. Okay. I'm going to ask it. When the goal judge sees a puck go into the net, he not about or she triggers what? Violence. No. The Wayne Gretzky button. Obviously. No. Obviously. No. Obviously, it's the Wayne Gretzky button. Good it's, job. Uh, to this point, it's it's what it's the button that he's made people push the most out of the anybody. The goal horn. The goal horn. No, that's not. That's. Uh, no, they don't. They don't push a button that plays the goal horn after somebody scores. Not no, not the guy, not the guy, not the goal judge. Um, and that was one of the uh, multiple choice. I mean, sort of, because one of the multiple choice was a buzzer. So I'm going to kind of give you that. But um, but no, that was still not the right answer. Pushing my buttons. So. Um... Yeah, I'm gonna, the, guy, the guy to resurface the ice. There's the guy to resurface the ice. No, you don't resurface after every goal. Oh, that would that would make the game a lot longer sometimes. Um, I'm gonna say he pushes a lever that opens a door that lets the players onto the bench. No, that that'd be pretty cool though if there was a trap door. I like that. I like that kind of idea for hockey. Oh no, We're onto something. No, it, it's it it's a lever. It does open a trap door, but it's underneath the goalie, and the goalie falls, the goalie down falls and, out and, and, mm, and drowns in good. and that's and that's how the Panthers wind up with the guy they had tonight. Right. And he drowns <laughs> in the inch of water that's below him. Three quarters of an inch. He we, pushes a, a lever question. that splits the not- ice, and then there's a bunch of dolphins with lasers on their freaking heads. God, Dr. Evil. <laughs> Oh are they are they ill-tempered you should have done that though oh shoot should have done the laser i should have done that laser <laughs> um is it the uh the goal light you turn the goal light on turns off the that's light it. Hold, that's it hold steve hold got sick of it oh steve, got steve it. answered oh, the question we got there a bright red goal light can we Very have good. the multiple choice though just for fun a was a bright red light B, a buzzer. C, a burst of confetti. Or D, a red card. Jesus, a burst of confetti would be so much better than a goal light. (laughs) (laughs) Just shoots out into the... It would especially be great when the road team scored and then you're a home fan getting shot with confetti. Then they have to resurface (laughs) the ice. Yeah. No, it shoots uh, into the crowd. Oh, okay, in the crowd? And now it's time for Impressions with Nick. Fucking great. Ladies and gentlemen, the Friends of Rivals podcast. You're ready for the fastest two minutes of this Type 45 show. It's the 20 Questions Power Play. Rules are simple. 
groupies, two minutes to guess a famous player, coach, front officer, any famous person associated with one of the four French rivals' favorite teams. The group can ask up to 20 questions of rapid fire. Answers will only come in the form of yes or no. The group will have to make a final guess once they hit 20 questions, or the power play has expired. Group is successful. They win for the week. Can avoid shame for any little win at a children's game. And away we go. Is this person associated with the New York Rangers? Yes. Is this person associated with any of the other three teams? Yes. This person associated with the New York Islanders? No. Is this person associated with the Pittsburgh Penguins? No. Associated with New New Jersey Devils. Yes. Is this a player? Yes. Is this a forward? Yes. Is this an American? No. Was this was this player on any of the Devils Stanley Cup teams? Uh no. Wasn't Is this player uh, from the from the nineties? Yes. Is this Brian Nichols? No. Is this player I, also of the two thousands? Yes. It's not Scott Gomez. Is this a center? Uh, no. Was it Bobby Holden? Oh, uh, uh, no, uh, how about, uh, no, he's Canadian, fuck. You say John McClane, but he's fucking. I said American. Who said Canadian? Is this player Nobody. Canadian? Yes. Oh. Is it John McClane? John McClane? John McClane was on the, was on the 95 no. team, guys. Yeah, he was. <laughs> um. Bruce Driver. Was it Brendan Shanahan? Hey! Oh yeah, with six seconds left to go on the clock, it's a power play goal! <laughs> that was a close one. I didn't think you guys were getting it. Shit, nice, I, nice I, I wanted to down. save it earlier. But I fucking I thought Steve said Canadian. I said American. No, I said Sorry. American. American. Uh, <clears throat> up to, we are now up to seven for ten, which, seven for ten. if my math serves me correctly, is a nice round seventy percent. Uh, Billy, check his math, please. Excellent math. Thank you. <clears throat> well done, well done, boys. <clears throat> he got there. Is that like a goal mouth scramble? How would how would you characterize that goal, Tom? Uh, that was a, that was a goal mouth scramble. Goal mouth, you just bang yeah, on the rebound. That's a garbage goal. Nice, hey. Starving, we got a. You're a mucker. You're a grinder. You're a loose puck finder. Okay, this now let's go to uh, this date in Steve's stomach. Oh, that feels better. Brought to you by Coca Cola Zero Sugar. Round here, we all look so 
Round here we enjoy Coke Zero But sacrifice flavor, no Round here Coke Zero's the way to go All right, this date is going to bring us to the year of our Lord, 2019. Please go to June 12th. Oh. June 12th. June the 12th. <clears throat> Just so you guys can see, this one still has the, the, the marker tab, so I flipped to the right page. Didn't even take that out. I didn't know it's the right page. Well, it was... I didn't, no, yeah, I, just I mean, gave it's, it it's on December 31st, because oh. I used to... I would, Uh, Wednesday, June the 12th, 2019, I had a Belvita and a can of Coke Zero for breakfast. Uh, lunch was a grilled chicken Caesar salad from Quick Check and a 20-ounce Coke Zero. I offset that with some chips. There was a two-mile run before a delicious barbecued uh, cheeseburger and then some fries from the air fryer and a coke zero can why did you pick wednesday june 12th 2019 i had a laugh at billy billy's already can't wait to listen he's he's so disgusted Look, he's so disgusted <laughs> no i don't think i can disgust billy uh oh, no. he is definitely my target audience I, you can discuss me with it if you actually send me a, a video to watch like if you, you can describe something yeah, I, I don't. Billy is a Billy is someone I can't disgust. You other two sissies, I can. <clears throat> All right, a Florida man. Yay, Florida! Back to Florida. Back to Florida. Uh, stripped naked. Of course. Uh, okay. Did what the arresting officer officer described as a strange Macarena? dance. Macarena at a McDonald's restaurant. Sure. Uh, and he was seen trying to have relations with the railing. Uh, this was uh, said by a witness who witnessed the bizarre incident. Uh, John Francis Morgan. So you know he's fucking crazy because he goes by three names. Three names. Um, <laughs> 62 of Collier County, uh, home of Ray Finkel. Um, this is out, Dan. I uh, intended to go to McDonald's in Naples where he had been banned over similar previous outbursts. You get banned from a McDonald's. The officer warned him not to go there and Morgan said he would not. But Morgan did not heed that warning and the following day went to McDonald's uh on tamiami trail oh i know where that is oh i, I know it's that's <laughs> the road that connects tampa and miami <laughs> very good uh i was dispatched to mcdonald's in reference to a white male wearing white shorts oh white shorts who oh. are you oh. uh taking their clothes off and doing a strange dance the officer said the caller uh stated that uh that they believed the male to be possibly on drugs. No. no. Really? Kidding me? What? Uh, the male was doing this near the front door of McDonald's. Uh. So now wait a minute, he didn't go in? No, this is outside of the railing. He's rubbing up against the railing. 
I mean, come on, you hear, follow the story. While I was on my way to McDonald's, uh, it was also stated that the male pulled his pants down, but put them back on, thankfully. Lastly, the caller stated that it looked as though the male was trying to have relations with the rail. Uh, he was uh, charged with one count of trespassing on property and is in custody. He will appear in court on July 3rd. Uh, Morgan has a number of previous arrests, including uh, one last month's Burger Cattery. Wendy's. Um, Tom's a creep. Tom is a weirdo. Where does he come up with the shit? It's so disgusting. All right, listen, don't forget next week is Ooh. our 100th episode and we have a lot, a, a lot to get to next Huge week. Huge guest. It's going to be uh, a lot of fun. Um, we're going to be celebrating the Friends and Rivals podcast. So please tune in and download our show on Tuesday, January 31st. Uh, also, while you're on the Twitter, don't forget to follow us at Friends underscore Rivals. Facebook, YouTube, Friends and Rivals podcast. While you're on the Apple podcast, leave us a review. We will read them on the air. And don't forget to turn on notifications so you never miss an episode of the Friends and Rivals podcast. Billy, say something, I was going to, but Steve was like waving all around. I don't know what the hell I was if, if Tom would have paid attention, I was going to say the marketing department has decided that... If any person other than the four hosts of this show like our post on Twitter, we will reveal a clue as to who the guest is. Ooh. Ooh. As a matter of fact, for every like we get from somebody who is not one of the four hosts, we will reveal an extra clue. And Oh, okay. Billy. Very Say nice. Witty. Well, I ain't gonna go to McDonald's and bang no railing, but give me the three-way with uh, Grimace and Hamburglar, man. I, I'm in for that. Uh, uh, you can go ahead and sing us out now. Oh, my friends and rivals, flyers, fuck, flyers, fuck, flyers, fuck off. Flyers, fuck, flyers, fuck, flyers, fuck off. Do you want to see John no, Francis Morgan? Yeah, we're good. We're good. good. We're good. Do you want him Fine. to look through your soul? Nope. All good. Are you sure? You don't want. You don't want. No, I'm not looking. John Francis Morgan to peer oh through your soul. Did you think he to, was going to look anything different is, than that? To the, to the like viewers, loss. The viewers, this looks exactly like Tom. Yeah, no, this is yeah. no way. Look at those, yeah, the ears coming out. I, 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 Tom, listen, I give you the those, ears, but that's if Tom not stayed it. out in the sun for, for six days, this is what Tom would look like. A bit a bit crispy. Yeah. I don't I mean, look like him. I'd say why why didn't he go to a different McDonald's to do this? And then he wouldn't have gotten as in, in as much trouble. But if your girlfriend is that railing, you gotta go to that McDonald's. You gotta go to that <laughs> McDonald's. Nobody rubs you like that railing. That's just... Sex with a railing. I don't. Do you think he used that? It was the end of the railing, like maybe the railing had broken off of the the the, the support, and he was in the hole. Or do you think he was just rubbing on the railing? Yeah, 
I think I he's probably just rubbing. I think he's a middle of the rail guy. I don't think he's. I don't think he's an end guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's an end of the railing guy. And you think he's a middle rail, not not a top, not on top. No, no, right he's, in the middle. He's getting his. He's climbing through. He's going. He's going perpendicular. Or ver, yeah, perpendicular. He's, and you can that's, even that's, think that maybe the spindles are tightly and close to each other, but I don't. I don't think so. No, no, it's like a three. It's. I'm sure it's just like a three rail. You know a lot about railing, Steve. Yes. <laughs> you, know, you, you, know, uh, you know an incredible amount about these railings. Play well, railing he, he did know the street. He did know the, the, the place. I mean, you know, between the Miami and that, McDonald's. Yeah, he knows the road. Oh my God. I know the rail. It shows me money. <laughs>